Welcome to Ben Navarra's podcast with your host, Ben Navarra's. Cool, man. All right. Well, howdy and back and welcome to the podcast today. We have, well, Mr. Giovanni. Giovanni, it's our first time meeting. Yes. I appreciate you being here. Did you just say howdy? Yeah. <laughs> you are from Texas. I am from Texas. <laughs> Texas ain't now. It's, like, it's like a tradition to be saying howdy. So it's, okay. it's, it's a regular thing. <laughs> Took me off guard there. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, where are you from? Originally. I'm originally from Los Angeles, California. Born and raised. Why'd you move out here? Uh, long story short, uh, lived there all my life. Well, not all my life. I spent some time in Australia. Uh, about three years in Australia. Um, in the early, uh, or, yeah, early to mid-90s. And yes, that's dating myself. Um, and... Uh, I had a PR marketing firm in Los Angeles. Um, like we were operating from like 2001 to 2006, seven, and then the housing crisis hit. And then, um, our clients were not the big heavy hitters. So they, Basically, we're a boutique-sized PR marketing firm. So with the economy and everything, um, we held on for a few more years, like in 2010. Um, then we just couldn't we just couldn't muster up uh, enough revenue. So uh, I got into uh, back into personal training um, at Equinox. Well, actually, it wasn't in in personal training was in gym management at Equinox in Manhattan. Um, spent two years in Manhattan. Then uh, I moved here because my sister lived here. That didn't work out. Uh, well, I mean, it, it worked out, but I couldn't find a job. So I found a job and in Salt Lake City, Utah. Damn. And yeah. That was all over the map. You've been all over the place. Oh, my God. Dude, from 2010, it's been a city, 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 um, and kind of the personal training, coaching thing was always in the mix, but um, did did the events and PR marketing stuff for a while, but was always kind of attached to it because that's my passion. Um, so, yeah, finally, long way back, came back here five years ago um, and uh, still not completely doing coaching and fitness. Um, I work at the Bellagio during the day, uh, doing events, uh, corporate events, um, I host my podcast, I'm a partner in the podcast studio. Um, obviously, you know how difficult it is to uh, produce a podcast. People think it's so simple. Everyone has one. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it ain't easy. It ain't. And uh, so doing that and then training clients early morning and in the evening. 
You got your, you have a hell of a lot on your plate. Yeah, 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 dude. <laughs> Why? I mean, what's what's the point of it all? What's what's your long term vision for? I guess your time here. It's not easy being in the industries you're in, and then to move consistently. You have to build an entirely new network yeah. every time you yeah. move. Yeah, yeah. I I, I kind of learned what you know. Uh, uh, Navy brats or, or you know army brats kind of forced to move around with their parents. I got a feeling of that lately. Um, I guess since 2010, um, it's difficult. Um, the goal is um, to develop a fitness brand that I can reach more people than the one-on-one experience. Although I think the one-on-one experience is important to keep because there's nothing more real um, and tactical than that experience. And if you move away from it, even as a, you know, as you get bigger and you're trying to scale your brand, um, when you lose that connection to, you know, Meeting someone essentially in pain, um, needing your help, and changing your life, that seems to be so fulfilling for me, um, and that's kind of what's driving me to build a, a fitness brand that basically reaches more people. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the goal, I think, for a lot of fitness people right now, but it seems like you've been pretty successful with it, and it seems like this, the podcast is fairly successful. From the outside perspective, I mean, you have a, quite a bit of a following, partner in the in in the studio as well. Like It seems like you're definitely making progress in these areas. What's allowing for that progress to be made? It's funny. I just had a talk with my best friend this morning, and because um, I'm in the fitness industry and I use that term lightly because the fitness industry is such a minuscule part of what I do Um, and when I preach what I do it makes it stronger in me so I was talking to my friend going you know sometimes I get discouraged that it's not as big as I want it to be it's not as powerful as I want it to be. It's not where that's all I can think about and do 24-7. It's I'm still building it and I have to kind of recheck my mindset sometimes to go, you're doing it. You know, you, 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 you were, you know, 13 years ago, you're sleeping on your buddy's couch in L.A., and um, you didn't know what you were going to do. And now you're, you have a podcast that's almost at 100 episodes. And um, you're changing people's lives. You're reaching more people um, more than ever. Um, so I am scaling what I'm doing. But um, it's hard to not compare yourself with other influencers other people doing it and they look like they're crushing it and you're like damn uh here comes the bills again and (laughs) you know so it's 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 i'm doing it i'm i'm doing it at you know 
God's pace or whatever pace you want to, whatever belief you want to uh, hold on to, whether it's the universe of, or whatever. Um, but I'm doing it. I got to remember that I'm doing it. I got to keep the mindset that I'm maybe not where I want to be. At least I'm not where I used to be. You're definitely leveling up. Yeah. You're in the middle of doing it. I feel like that happens so often. Yeah. For me, even like, even in fitness, right? It's like I'm not as strong as I was, but I'm getting stronger. And yeah. so comparing myself, not just to other people on social media, but comparing myself to who I was at one point in my life. But then there's all these other things that you're also doing that make you a better human overall. Like mm-hmm. I can say, yeah, I competed for Team USA, but... I, and then now I, I can bench half of what I was benching then. And sometimes it makes me feel bad. But at the same time, if I look at, okay, we've built a podcast, we have grown a network, we've developed in terms of what I'm bringing to the table for personal training for my clients, like bought a house. There's a lot of little other things that's like in the middle of trying to build the life, not just focused on this one item. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it, you know, you know, I, I agree. Social media and looking at and having that envy about other people is, is a dangerous path. You do have to keep checking yourself and going, that's okay. I'm on my own pace. I'm on God's pace or whatever pace you want to call it um, and not get discouraged. What do you do in the personal training side of things? Like, What does training look like for you and your clients? So, um, each individual is, is, you know, their own, their own, you know, thing and their own program. Um, I tend to follow a, a higher pace workout, um, not necessarily like the Tabata, but like, uh, and, and I do... I, I basically rotate the programs with the different clients. Like I got a client that I take um, through like phases of a, tra- a heavy training mode to build muscle, and then I take them through a, a faster pace, um, a heart rate kind of monitoring style of workout, little rest, um, maybe moderate rates, uh, weights, um, and then. I, when clients are willing to work with the nutrition part, um, I help them not so much on like breaking down and meal plans and things like that, but the mental aspect of nutrition and the why you say no and building the mindset to eat a healthy lifestyle opposed to you got to eat this much protein and this much fat and all that. I lean towards the higher animal protein type diets myself. I'm a, I'd say a uh, carnivore adjacent kind of guy. Nice. Um, I've, da- I've done everything. I've, I've, I've went down the path where I've almost gone like completely vegetarian to all the way where I'm now, where I'm, I primarily eat animal food and um, some fruit. How does that work out for you? It's amazing, man. It's like no digestive problems at all. Like I don't even fart 
<laughs> so nice. I when I was doing the vegetarian thing, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna eat a big ass salad every day." Every time I did that, like I felt bloated and I had gas, and my stomach was like, <laughs> like I felt like this, and I was like, "This is this." I guess this is good for me, and I'm eating more vegetables, more vegetables. And as you may or may not know, there's a lot of vegetables that have uh, chemicals in them that are for to keep predators from not eating them, and that it, it affects our stomachs. So, like I said, I followed some different um, influencers and doctors and and changed my diet and I felt so much higher energy, never hungry, um, uh, don't have those dips in the afternoon after lunch where I'm like, oh, I need a nap. Um, It's, it's, uh, I feel like, you know, I'm I'm not perfect, you know, like I feel like I'm probably a 90-10 guy. I tell most of my clients, you know, if, if you can eat clean 80 to 90% of the time and still indulge when you want to, and I, I, I don't kind of, I try to help them understand that don't let your cravings control you, control when you're going to indulge and that way you are in control. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's so easy to say, well, I'm really feeling that ice cream, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I really want that halo top or I really want that whatever Ben and Jerry's. It's so yeah. easy to just give in. But yeah. if you're just controlling when I'm going to do it, but maybe next week is a better time rather than every right. single day or every other day. Right. I've always wanted to do carnivore. Uh, the Mexican diet has a lot of tortillas and, and then for whatever reason, I still eat a lot like that and just probably maybe because of what I know, it's what I'm comfortable with. Right. And it, whenever I do have more veggies, I definitely do, especially lentils. I mean, I'm, I'm farting all the time. <laughs> and I had a conversation with a gentleman who was here this last weekend for the NSCA conference. And he said, he's pretty much carnivore as well. He's like 1% we, we can eat 1% of all plant matter in the world, right? It's about 1%. And we can eat any meat <laughs> from any animal as long as you cook it. You can eat whale, you can eat seal, you can eat deer, you can eat rabbit. does not matter. He's like, that was my validation for I need to eat more animal proteins and less veggies. Still has veggies every once in a while. Right. Maybe a 90-10 kind of guy. Right. But... It seems that that's the way that a lot of people see a lot of progress. I think I th- I'm I'm gonna have like the worst shits, right? If I'm if I'm eating just straight protein, but it seems that I hear consistently that's not really the reality. Yeah, no. Once you go through a phase, usually about two to three weeks, um, your body adjusts and you know, you become regular. It's weird. It's like, because I sometimes do have, um, vegetables and it's funny. It's when you say, you know, 90, 10, it's like, yeah, my, my, uh, 
dabbling in vegetables is popcorn at the movies. It's, it's not, it's not a salad. Um, it's not, you know, I, I used to do like spinach salads with everything in them. And it, it, it's not that, I mean, I, I'll occasionally have a salad, but, um, it's, it's, uh, you know, occasionally pizza or Mexican food. Um, and when you're on a carnivore diet, you, your, your poops are lean. But when I eat a bunch of carbohydrates, all this bulk, all this stuff, and it's essentially, um, you're only, your, your body's using all of the stuff that they're keeping and it's getting rid of all the stuff that's waste. And that's why you have the big fucking power shits when you're eating all these carbs. And when you're on a carnivore diet, it's just the basics. It's the minimal stuff that your body didn't use from that meat or eggs or whatever. I can't do eggs, but I can do lots of beef and turkey. I did the, the elimination diet probably two to three years ago now, and I saw a really cool po- like the effects of all these different foods that I was eating. So you eliminate, you know, you have, they have a specific set of items that you're allowed to eat. And then after a month, I believe you start to add in one item for a week. Right. So then I'll add in eggs because it's not allowed for eggs for during those, those initial four weeks. I'll add in eggs and then track and see how my body reacts. Oh, I don't like eggs. I have a lot of gas. Don't feel good. Feel lethargic. Cool. No more eggs. Next item, right? Next week, nuts. And then you can go as detailed as peanuts, walnuts, right? And right. and do all these things and track to see how my body's reacting. Right. And it seemed that turkey made me feel absolutely wonderful. Really? Yeah. Big fan. I, I pretty much just did ground turkey, ground turkey burgers. Uh, there's this hash that I used to make. Pretty much stay away from all nightshades. And it's almost very, it's very similar to a carnivore diet. It was a very high in protein, right. a very high in animal protein. Yeah. And I've been meaning to do it again. Or at least like not even just, just continue to incorporate those style meals and then get rid of those nightshades, those peppers and things like that, that I probably don't really need that much. They add a little bit of color in these things, but are they really that valuable? Maybe not. Yeah. It's weird how these different camps are, um, so all in on their, you know, the formats. It's like, yeah, no, you can't eat those. Oh, you need those. You need your, you have to have all the colors. <laughs> I'm like, okay, when I have all the colors, I get gas and feel bloated. Is that what I'm going for? <laughs> and when I eliminate all the colors, I feel great. My energy's high. I build muscle. I don't put on water. I don't put on extra. It, it, um, the other thing is I don't just leave it at how I feel. I actually do blood work very regularly. Nice. Good. You know, like three or four times a year. Good. So you um, – I, I usually tell people to give it like six months of, if you're going down a pathway, especially with carnivore, and see where your blood markers go. And I would also say, don't ask a doctor, <laughs> a normal doctor, if your blood work. Oh, I lost it. Oh, you go. Uh-uh. 
That's on the floor there. See one yeah. side. There you go. Um, you want to pull that guy around? There, ah, there you go. Okay. Nice. Technical issues. We're back almost. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Back. Right, cool. Um, yes. I, I. I. I tell people to refrain from asking a doctor, not to make me be the expert, but to. Um, most doctors don't necessarily know the latest science about food and even what blood markers say. To, to, to be honest, like, yeah. um, I actually had a, 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 a doctor that wanted to put me on a statin because he thought my cholesterol was too high. And I went to a cardiologist that's specifically, you know, specialized in um, kind of managing uh, cholesterol levels and, and and he said, no, it's not the, the amount of cholesterol. It's the ratio between the, uh, the, 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 what, what am I trying to say? The, the HDL, LDL. Yeah. And your, um, the other, the fats, the, the lipid, the, the lipids, the, the, the blood fat. The blood fan. Uh, HDL. Uh, the it, it's H HDL and LDL. Right, and then there's that's then there's the there's another measurement. Uh, why can't I think of it? <laughs> I'm I'm blanking as well. <laughs> um. Anyway, it's 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 a matter of the ratio of that compared to. Um, and it's not just the number of the total cholesterol. And so he was like, no, you're fine. I'm like, um, do I have potential insulin resistance? And he's like, no, you're, 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 you're solid. You're perfect. All right. This guy was telling me I need to get on a statin. And he was, he's like, no, no, that, that's the problem with the industry that, that, uh, they look at a number and they're, they want to give you a drug. They want to put you on a drug that you'll be on for the rest of your life. And it doesn't work. The studies say that it doesn't work for people that haven't had a heart attack. It's, it's you know, we go down the, the pathway of big pharma and we can talk for a long time. It's, it's, it's a really sore subject with me. It's a frustrating subject. I think uh, most of our health industry doesn't really care about our health. No. They want us to be sick. There's money in us being sick. Yeah. Which it convolutes all the data that you would you'd get. It's all, it's all very biased. Yeah. And it's hard to discern between what is triglycerides. That's the, there you that's go. The there you go. There you go. That's a good word. That's a good word. Yeah, triglycerides. Um <laughs> It's hard to discern between what is the right information and what is not. And even outside of 
a doctor's office, even on social media, you have, like, you have all these camps that keto is the right way, you have carnivore is the right way, you have the paleo diet, right? All these different fads that continue to come and go that re- get recycled. It's how do you really know where to look to for just sound information? Stuff mm. that, and and there, I get that there's differences for every individual's genetics and, right. and your makeup, yeah. but at the same time, like, how do you approach, right? Like, because... I was at the doctor's the other day with a, uh, one of my friends currently in the hospital and the, the night before the nurses woke him up because his heart rate was at 30 beats a minute and they were like, you got to get up, you got to move. This is not okay. The doctor comes in later that day and says, don't worry about it. I don't know why they're freaking out. That's fine. 30 beats a minute. You're a kind of healthy guy. That's normal. That's normal? (laughs) I'm sitting there thinking, what information are you using to base that 30 beats a minute is healthy? Yeah, even a conditioned athlete that's super low. That's that's dangerously low. (laughs) Even Olympic athletes. Right. That's not okay. 50s, 40s. It's like, whoa, this is... (laughs) Fucking asleep or in a coma. <laughs> I wow. the doctor just blew him off entirely. He's like, you know, that's fine. If it continues to happen, I'll just tell him like you stay in bed. It's fine. Wow. And there's <laughs> constantly stories that are this way. Yeah. And in in personal training, you get to hear a lot of bad stories from the doctor wanted to cut me open and now I have these rods in my back and now I can't move and I've been in therapy and now they won't see me again. Right. Right. Like it's, it's, you can't go to doctors. You, it's hard to find people on social media. It's a, it's part of the, it's one of the most frustrating things I think about our industry, even between different certifications you have, you have, you have ACE, you have NASM, you have the NCSF, you have the NSCA, you have all these different certifications and all of them say something slightly different. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well then like, where do we go? Right. And I get that science is a constantly moving thing. Should be. Developing. I get, I get <laughs> that it should be. Yeah. Right. But where do you like, what, what is good information? Right, right. It's it, so hard. It is hard. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I believe that you, A, shouldn't put someone on a diet. You should, you know, talk about what type of foods can you eat that are healthy that you can sustain. You know, I can tell you to eat chicken breast and, and broccoli and and don't drink your calories and you you might lose weight for four months to six months but can you sustain that for the rest of your life if you can't it's useless you have to figure out a way to eat healthy for your body type that you can sustain and it's really not so much based on the actual food that you're eating it's the mindset behind why you're eating when you're eating and then the choices that you're making you know i often tell people you know people you probably hear this all the time well i just i can't just eat the same thing all the time it just gets so boring i'm like how's that working out for you (laughs) 
going on cravings, you know. Uh, okay, so you've decided then that cravings and eating a different variety of crap is better for you than figuring out a diet that you know will give you the results you want. And that's a choice. And if that's a choice you're making, you're going to be in the same situation even if you get on a diet for six months or a year. You know, that's the thing that I find is a catch-22 about what we do is people um, usually fail. We're, we're in a business where most people, whether they are successful with you um, or not, uh, when they're not with you, they probably 90% of them slide back into the old habits and, and have to start again. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's hard when you're putting all this energy, like, yeah, you know, giving them all the tools and helping them and they're doing great. And they're <laughs> finally in the, you, you see them in two years and you're like, Oh shit, what happened? And it's, so, but you get the, all the joy and the fulfillment in, in helping changing lives, but why isn't why isn't it sticking? That's that's the the thing that that's. I mean, I guess we we'd both be loaded if we could figure that out. I think that <laughs> we've become so reliant on not being conscious, right? Like you mm. you go, you go to the gym. And you have all this equipment that tells you move this direction, right? You have all these machines that work every single part of your individual tissue on their own. And you don't have to, you can sit on the phone and you can do leg curls. You can do leg <laughs> extensions. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to think. Right. And it sounds like what you're talking about is a lot of it is how can you train somebody to be consciously active and, and, choosing the things that they're putting inside of their bodies or deciding to participate in. I mean, be conscious and choose for you, not just because this is the next fad or this is the next thing. I've heard that carnivore is good. Sure. It might be try it. And then if it makes you feel good, awesome. Keep right. it up, but give it a true shot. Right. Don't do it for three days and say, "No, nah, man, this shit sucks." Right. <laughs> like, did you really try? Right. I mean, right. Because it was a little hard. It was right. a little challenging. Right. But I, I've taken a lot of clients out of the like, you know, stay on one side of the gym, you have another side of the gym with all the free weights, and taking them from the machines into a barbell back squat, and it's like, oh yeah, I can like press 300, 400, 500 pounds. But you can't put a bar on your back and squat below parallel. It's like this is a this is not okay. This is an issue. We need to be able to load the spine. We need to do these things. But it's like, but there's so much to think about. It's <laughs> a thing I constantly hear. Right, right. And I think it's we have a really cool opportunity, not just to help change an individual's physique or like their their long term health, but we also have the opportunity to change the way that people think. And if, if we can, then it goes into the rest of their lives in yeah. their relationships, in their business, in, in any conversations that they're having, they're conscious, they're alive, they're active, they're participants. Mm -hmm. It's the coolest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we spoke earlier, um, about what I was trying to do with my brand, um, 
this is a fairly new podcast for you? It is and it's not. Okay. So I started it probably like two and a half years ago or so. Okay. And I came out with an episode. And I was like, I this is hard. Editing sucks. I don't like this. <laughs> and I'm going to pop off. So then I popped off for a little while. And then maybe like six months later, I was like, I, like I have all the equipment. What am I doing? I got to right. hurry up and just just keep it with keep with it, man. It's right. okay. Right. YouTube, figure it out. And so I started figuring it out more and more as we went along. And then the last the last six months have been either one to two a week, every single week. Sometimes I'll record six a week and then like slowly release. Um, right. So I have a little bit, I have a, a pretty large book, mm-hmm. but, um, or backlog, but it's been more of a conscious effort probably the last six months, uh, probably seven months ish, right about December, November, right about that time. And we got some sponsors and we started to move and I was like, okay, like, let's keep going. Like, let, this is, this feels good. Like nice. I get to decide on who sits across. I get to decide on what gets put out and I'm running my own business and this is neat. This is fun. Nice. Yeah. So fairly new to answer your question in nice. short. And what is the goal? Uh, what, what is, what is, I actually didn't get a chance to really watch any of your stuff, but like, what is the message? What is, you know, the, the, the plan and and what are you trying to do with it? The name of it is Ben thinking, and I want people to be conscious and active participants in their lives. Mm. I think that it's also a really cool opportunity for me to meet new individuals and then have some self-development as well. And so I want people to be able to tune in and hear valuable information that they can take and apply their own lives. Right. Mm. So, um, how do you get fit? Well, how about you listen to people who are fit, right? And, I have areas in my life that I'm not the best in. So then how can I reach out to somebody on to, to sit with me and educate me, but also maybe educate a a body of people as well. So I think I, I know that I've had a lot of success in learning from other people by just asking questions and a lot of really good opportunities in my life because I've asked a question. The only reason I ever competed for Team USA was because I reached out to a gentleman on Facebook and was like, hey, I see that you're doing this. Is like, Can I do powerlifting after high school? And then it went from there. And then mm-hmm. the same thing with the, I worked in a research lab and I did gen, some genetics research and I did nutrition research. And so uh, Nutribolt was one of the companies that we did a lot of the research for. So the company that owns C4 and in one of the labs. And the only reason I got there was because before I graduated, before I was accepted to university, I had emailed one of the gentlemen who, run, who ran one of the labs and He's like, yeah, sure. You can come up whenever you move, if you get accepted, whatever. And so I got accepted and moved, made the move and followed up with an email and said, hey, I'm in town. When can we schedule? Sat with him and still talk to him to this day. Changed my life. A great mentor, just a, a beautiful human being. And at the very least, it turned out into a very fun and and just it's a good relationship. It's something that's healthy that can keep around. That's just good people. And so also it gives me the opportunity to meet good people and just continue to ask questions. And so education is a big part of my life and I would like to be, and, and I don't, I'm not the best about sitting in a classroom all the time. So how can I learn from other people through mm. the exchange here? Um, and then hopefully influence a body of individuals to be conscious. Mm. I love that. Um, 
I, I, I think that's a, a problem that runs through a lot of areas, not only fitness, but um, I don't know if you've heard of a book called Conscious Parent. Not yet. I, I, I hadn't, but now, now I'm going to listen. I don't know the author, but um, it's this woman. I feel like she's Indian. Um, and I don't have kids, but um, I read the book. And it just it's not necessarily about just being conscious as a parent, but you first have to be conscious as an individual to then know how to parent consciously um so like i said it's 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 that being conscious throughout life is important and uh i think we are a lot asleep yeah so this is a good good platform i like that yeah man it 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 almost makes me a little sad like we almost can bring me to tears like we're a lot asleep yeah. A lot of times it's so easy just to revert back into an old habit or to an old trauma. And it takes, I, sometimes I think it takes a lot to understand, to be self-aware and to really think, but there's times where you, you know, you can, you, I heard a story of this, I have a client the other day and she's like, you know, I love this kid. He's such a nice kid. But every time at the office, he, you know, we get, I asked him if he could could vacuum the floors. And so he goes and starts vacuuming and then she walks around. She's like, there's still a lot of stuff over there. What what happened? It's like, oh, the cord didn't reach over there. <laughs> and there's a plug right there. Right. <laughs> you didn't think to take it out and plug it in. Like little things <laughs> like that. That's funny. <laughs> they're upsetting. Right. And right. I think that you also don't necessarily need to know everything, but understand that you don't need to know everything and find help. Ask for help. I'm not the best editor. So what do I do? I find an editor. I don't need to learn. I can employ somebody so long as it, that fits my means. Right. It, that could be rev share. That could be through, you know, just, just straight out payments. And maybe you find someone who's maybe more affordable for you at the time. Uh, or you'd spend the time to learn it, right? But yeah. I didn't think that my time, I, I wasn't going to waste my, not necessarily waste my time, but spend my time doing that. I wanted to just have somebody who's already better than me, who's already put the time in, who likes to do this part of it. And let me step away. I don't need to be so controlling over the situation. Situation. Yeah. So I think that therapy has helped a lot. I've been, I've been in therapy for a very long time and, and big advocate. Um, so I think that's part of it, but it's just surrounding yourself with other people who are willing to, to have that hard conversation with you. Having a hard conversation with a client too. It's like, I had a client the other day. I was like, I don't know that I want to continue working with you. If we're not, if you're not really going to listen to me, then what are we doing here? Right. And it's like a, Oh man, somebody's calling me out. Right. Um, okay. Well, what did you think? Right. You want to stop taking my money? You don't want me to just walk through this asleep? You want me to get something out of it? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't be the the normal. Right. Right. But right. it happens a lot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Do you have that same kind of? Oh God, yeah. It's 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 shows integrity for you to call that out because a lot of people just keep taking the money. You know, well, I need the money, so 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Have you had to deal with firing clients in the past? Um, I don't think that I ever had to fire anyone, but lighting a fire with that kind of a conversation definitely works. Um, you know, I said earlier, I forget whether we were on air, but, um, you know, a lot of times people come to us, they're in pain on some level, whether it's emotional, um, uh, physical, where they've gotten a, a diagnosis of some kind of ailment or whatever. Um, I, um, and it's funny, the same writer that wrote this book, The, the Conscious Parent, she, um, <clears throat> she's a psychologist. And when she has a consultation with the client, one of her, her, her metrics of, of whether she takes that client is if they're in enough pain. She's like, if you're not in enough pain to make the commitment that I'm requiring of you, then go on, you're not ready for me. And, you know, pain is a great motivator. And um, unfortunately, a lot of the people that come to us um, are in some level of pain. And the other, again, there's a lot of ups and downs in it. The other part of that journey is that they will feel better if they follow our rules and our, our, our direction. But that's also a pitfall there. If they realize that the that they think that's the destination. What we need to instill in them is that this is a journey that if you want to keep feeling better and stay feeling good, it's a change that you have to commit to. And, uh, you know, it, 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 what we do is full of cliches. <laughs> it's a journey. It's each person's individual. You gotta make the right choices. You gotta be disciplined. You gotta be consistent. It's all fucking true. And if you can't put it together, you're gonna slip in anything you do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's so nice to hear that you're you're thinking about what you're doing in a different way than most trainers are. You know, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say their pillar of what they do in training and coaching is, is what you're offering. Like with the show is about being conscious. That's like, Whoa, okay. That's new, but that's true. <laughs> um, and if you can be conscious in this journey and whatever other parts of your life you may need to be working on, um, you will see that all those cliches do help you on that journey. I think it's, it's as simple as like sitting across from somebody and having a conversation and it's meditative. For me, it's meditative. How can we practice to be present throughout this moment Yeah. and connect? You know, it's something that's so special to me. It's like, it's a sense of community that you don't get anywhere else. Mm. 
it's like an hour session with a client is, is also, you know, you have to be very conscious. You're there with them the entire time and you're staying engaged. And not only are you keeping them engaged with you, but you also have to make sure that everything that you're training is still for their goals and safe for them. And you know, the next progression, you know, the time, you like, you know, the lay of the land mm. and how everything's going to move. It's hard what we do. Yeah. It is not an easy job. No. And very underrated. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is you have so many trainers who are just, yeah, five more. Yeah. Huh? Ne- next exercise. Yeah. Right. And then put them on a machine and walk away right. when our job is really to educate and then build a relationship and then train the mind, train the body. Yeah. It just doesn't happen as often as it should. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, you know, you talked about um, your expectations with your client and, and how each client is an individual and you got to program them based on their individuality. But there are also some clients that just need just be with a trainer for an hour and go through the motions and that might be their level of consistency that they're able to bring to that table in that moment. And there's something to be said with that. It's a very good point. Um, it's better than nothing. Exactly. Than sitting in front of the TV all that, pant- that time. So, you know, um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of that, I want to help them. I want to give them this, this extra layer, this, 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 the quan of what will help them. And they're like, mm, I don't know, like, conscious? I'm conscious. What do you mean? I'm not asleep. I'm not unconscious. They're, they're not ready for it. You know, they might not be ready for, for your whole relationship with them. And then five, ten years down the road, they're getting it from someone else and someone or a book they read that says, oh, yeah, you need to be conscious. And they'll all of a sudden click. And they'll be like, whoa, why does this sound familiar? This makes sense now. Um, So a lot of what I need to do a lot in my life is, you know, accept them where they are in their journey and understand you know i i always try and take expectation out of it because a lot of um you know when you know you've got it you've got the the nuts you've got the cards (laughs) and you just want to share them with somebody and they're not ready to hear it you know i've I've done it so many times i try to turn people onto different books and this and that and like you know i hear your problem here's the answer and have you read the book yet? Oh, uh, no, man. Um, I'll get to it. Three months later. So, uh, the book yet? Uh, I've been meaning to do that. And, and it's like, okay, I'm going to stop asking because you're not ready for it. Um, and it's, you know, it's it's so important to kind of, you know, you talk about managing the client's expectations and, and you know, you're not going to be, this is not a quick fix. This is not a magic pill. I'm not going to give you the magic diet. That's going to make you do this and realize that 
when they're ready. And a lot of times it is a, you know, I always say when the pain of what it perceived to change your life, uh, well, no, the pain that you're experiencing is greater than the perceived pain to change your life. That's when you'll make the change. Um, that's really important because, um, and, and there's another book, I forget what it is, it's called, but the, the writer talks about that people won't change. People don't change. Even when people are told that, you know, they have cancer and they should stop eating sugar and starchy carbs, they might for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, but we'll go right back to it. Um, people are prescribed all types of medicine, heart medicine, all kinds of stuff, bad diagnosis. You got to just keep taking these pills and they don't take their pills. Like people mostly don't change once they're in their habit as an adult. They'll do it for a while, but mostly they don't change. And that's kind of from people like us. We're like, really? It doesn't yeah. make sense. Mm -mm. Show me the book. <laughs> this doesn't sound right. Part but, of me wants to think like if, if you think that you can't change, then you won't change. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, the one that, that blows me more than anything is the, I've known someone that had a, a pancreatic cancer and the doctor, the, the, the oncologist said, which is a great oncologist, they're like, you know, it's the food. Take no more sugar, no more uh, starchy carbs, and this could, it, at the very least, slow down the growth of the cancer. And they couldn't. And then, like, their wife even, wow. you know, hey, honey, I know you love this sweet treat. I know you've been feeling bad. Here you go. Like, what? what? <laughs> You're killing me. Right. And, like, you can't, A, they don't believe the food connection to health. Yeah. That's their deep belief on it. So, yeah, right. That's going to make a difference. Um, but it does. Um, you so are yeah. quite literally, you, you, what's that? The, another, another cliche, you are what you eat. Yeah. 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 And then the next one, you are what you, what you are, what you eat eats. Yeah. Look <laughs> <laughs> like even deeper. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, an interesting, um, challenge to be in the space where you're trying to change people. It's very challenging. I always say I get more out of it than any of my clients do. <laughs> it strengthens the belief in me and my beliefs in what I'm doing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm giving. I put a lot of energy into what I do, but chances are I'm benefiting more than you ever will from this. It's wild. Unless you have an epiphany and really kind of commit to the the change in the lifestyle and you really kind of move your chips all into it. And I, I hope that it can be done through education. And I do like to meet people where they're at. 
but there are some times where I just, some people just, I need to, to feed you some education. Like this is what science says. We know you're getting older. Um, your bone density is decreasing. You're a lady who has her cycle still. And so we know that this is an issue. The number one reason for hospitalization and as a geriatric is a broken hip, which leads to meningitis, which leads to death. We need to squat. Unless you want that, the, the statistic that everyone lives by, nice. then we need to go do these things. Being on the machine isn't going to be as valuable. And a lot of times it's like a, I've had, I, I know my mom did that. I know my grandma or my know that. And there's somebody in their immediate family right. that they know has had that experience. Right. And they're like, okay. Like, yeah. Right. Okay. I get it. Right. You know, like it, I, I hope that it is just educating people and pushing people to be educated. And I don't want, I had a, another trainer tell me like you use too much like scientific words. And it's like, maybe, but I don't want to dumb myself down for somebody. I want to nice. somebody to level up with me because right. Right. then they're going to feed back into me some education about their field. Right. I have an attorney who's educating me about trusts and how to move my money around and what, like how do people get sued? Like it, all these little things that are, I'm educating her. She's educating me. Right. And it is that cycle. You get a lot of value from people that you put value into. I think. Yeah. The, the cool thing now, um, I feel like we've got a lot of tools that we can use because of social media and all the platforms that kind of can say what we're saying, even from a higher platform. Like, I'm trying to explain it to you in our hour session, but hey, watch this video. Listen to this while you're doing cardio. And you can turn them on to different people that you wow. learn from. And when they're captive... On, on a piece of cardio equipment or whatever. And I find that is a, like, like the beauty of, of social media right now that this, and, and there's, there's so many bite-sized pieces as well. Like you don't have to watch the three hour podcast that I watch. And I thought was amazing. <laughs> Here's a clip. <laughs> Can you give me 20 minutes? <laughs> and though it's just amazing. I think I get, a, I get a lot of help from that. That is such a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I have not clips, thought about that. Clips are the, the, the gift that keep on giving. Um, and, you know, whether, you know, the sweet spots probably, you know, 20 minute clips. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't have, if you don't have 20 minutes, and I really get on people when they don't listen to a fucking 20 minute clip. I'm like, <laughs> dude, come on. 20 minutes. Fucking while you're driving to work, listen to this, <laughs> goddammit. Or fuck off. That's when I tell them to fuck off. Uh, can I say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is so good. I mean, you're, everyone has 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't, <laughs> fuck off. For you. Honestly, yeah. Right. For all the things you've been complaining about, they're really like, yeah, okay, I have the answer. And it's from this doctor <laughs> that's talking about it. Here you go. And guess what? He's got a million followers. What else do I need to do to, to tell you that this is valuable information that you should 
in jest. And, and then, you know, I tell him, I've watched it four times. The whole thing. Here's 20 minutes. Please. Once, please. But, yeah, I mean, clips and, and podcasts and um, all this stuff that's, you know, in bite-sized pieces is, is a blessing for us that are thirsty for knowledge. And also it's for all of our people that we're trying to impass the knowledge to, you know, like I was saying earlier, you know, um, my trainer tried to tell me that, that uh, you know, Carnival was good or he, yeah, <laughs> like, oh, okay. But then he showed me four videos from doctors that are all saying that it's great. And, you know, so, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really a cool time to, to, to try and educate people and I, and I, if you do, if you've done some editing, you you could even edit clips, you know, yeah. from YouTube and things like that. So I'm learning how to. Yeah. And I I downloaded a a AI software that's helping me with all that kind of Ooh, stuff. Cool. So I'll share it with you once we get off. Okay. Um, but that's helping me immensely cut down my overall time. I mean, it's, it's a big, big help. And I would like to get to the point where we have a team, right? So I have somebody who can come out now and start doing some ed- live edits. And so I'll get my edit immediately. Um, so that's very helpful. I'm sh- do you have, yeah, yeah. yeah. Edits, so I don't have live edits yet. Yeah. So I'm still having to do it on my own, but it's been a fun learning process. Um, and, and the AI just makes it that much easier and it makes me, it allows me the opportunity to create yeah. And not get so worried about all the, the, the stuff that I have to learn how to do, right. get technical, get skilled in that, and then do this. And then it's just, it's just so much time that you're working with clients you're working with. You're trying to schedule people to come in, mm-hmm. you're buying all the new equipment, trying to find a new studio. Like it's, it, it, it adds up. Yeah. The, 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 I felt your pain when you said at, a, uh, at uh, 11 15, you're like, are you still down? Are you still coming? Because <laughs> I'm sure you like waiting sometimes. Oh, are they coming? Are uh-huh. they coming? Yeah, it's it, people, so many people tell you or think when you say, oh, I had to do a podcast. No, everyone has a podcast. Yeah, everyone has a podcast, but not everyone has a consistent podcast. Most people right. don't. <laughs> I think I forget the number, but I remember reading not too long ago, ten episodes is like eighty percent of all podcasts will make it to episode ten. After that, you have twenty percent of people left. Yeah, and then those are the people that maybe get to twenty. You know, right, right. I'm on the drop off. The drop off is insane. Yeah. They realize, yeah. oh man, this isn't that easy. No. Communicating's hard. Yeah. It's like, and then the editing, the producing, the marketing, they're like, yeah. it's not just pull up a mic and have, <laughs> have a good time. It sounds real easy. <laughs> it sounds super easy. You can do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you need, yeah. And 
if you don't have the you know the equipment it's it's a if you want the good equipment it's a it's a big buy-in right yeah. like yeah. these mics are not the, the most inexpensive mics yeah. right like the lighting gets expensive the cameras like they all adds up yeah. you can go to a studio sure for 150 bucks or so an hour and if you have that then great you don't have to worry about the maintenance of the equipment or it breaking or anything like that but it's still like it, it's just it there's a lot that's involved yeah yeah um yeah, it's it's uh, I love your your dedication to get back on track. Um, you know, I, I I love that you gave yourself credit for having done it for two plus years, and some of that time wasn't consistent, but you didn't give up. And those are all good qualities to have, and 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 uh, uh, you've you've gotten rewarded for your work. Um, it's it's really really cool and, and you know I told you we have a studio it's called Sticky Paw Studios and um, you know my partner and best friend who's kind of the head CEO and all that um, he had a dream um, like seven years ago when he's like um, you know he was a big Joe Rogan fan even before I was a Joe Rogan fan and he used to watch him every fucking day. And he's like, I'm going to start a podcast. And his envision was to start a podcast network eventually. And, and our brand is Junkies. So it's called Podcast yes. Junkies. And I do Fitness Junkies. He does Action Junkies. There's Gridiron Junkies, which is a football podcast. There's... Um, all these different junkies brands that are under Very the junkies cool. umbrella. And then we'll have other shows that come under the brand that aren't junkie shows, but they're popular podcasts. And we're just building that network. And then we're also, um, we just franchised our first location of a podcast studio. So now we have congrats podcast junkie studios. So, um, we partnered with the uh, the guys that uh, created the franchise of um, Massage Envy. I don't know if you've heard uh-huh, of Massage Envy. Sure have. So they saw where our studio, and I'll definitely get you on over the studio. I would love um, to. And uh, so, kind of like what you're saying, you know, renting studio space time. So we've got it down to a pretty much of a an art form of, you know, being as turnkey as you want. You have the money and willing to pay for us to cut the clips and distribute distribute the clips and post to your social media. We will do it all. Or you can just come and pay whatever you need and we give you the final piece. Um, our podcast, like yours, is, is video and audio. Um, but um, just that turnkey walk in for an hour or whatever. We have people coming from LA that that just um, fly in, shoot four shows, get their guests, do four wow. shows, and then they have four shows and come back in a month and do another set. And so, wow. um, as long you can do that, as long as you don't have a lot of stuff that's time. Like, you know, time-oriented, yeah. like uh, announcing the opening of a restaurant or something like that. But um, 
Yeah, so we just launched our first show in Boca Raton, Florida, our first studio, our podcast junkie studio. And um, the goal is to get them up everywhere. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. So where did it start? You know, like had the, the both like the liquid and also I, I obviously like I want to build a studio, but a lot of people have that. Right. Dream. Right. Right. But where does it begin? Like from like the time of incorporating the business and then finding your partners and like, it's also as complicated as this is, yeah. you know, it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, well, it, it obviously began with a vision. Um, you know, the, the, the ability to quiet the noise of of people saying, "Oh, podcast studio! Everyone has a everyone has a podcast. That market is so saturated. I mean, there's nothing. It's not even begun to be saturated. Like you said, yeah, maybe there's two million podcasts, but how many are doing it consistently, and how many have figured out a way to monetize it?" And how many people, you know, have one for 20 episodes and drop off the place of the face of the earth? Um, so, uh, but there are people that can go, well, I have the resources. I can go to the podcast store and do my podcast and get my clips and leave. And it's, that is a a reality in, in our society where if podcasting or getting your idea out, your brilliant idea that, that everyone needs to hear out and we have a turnkey solution, it's like, Oh yeah, I'll just go down to the podcast junkies and do my show there. Um, so it's, it's, uh, you know, I feel um, that it's, as you probably agree, um, traditional TV is on the down, on the big decline, yeah. and our type of media is on the up skew. So um, we feel like we're in a really good place, you know? It's like... TV is now becoming accessible to everyone. You can have your own show. You have your own show. Ten years ago, <laughs> I can have my own show. <laughs> I can reach however many people see a show or a clip. You know, one of the big things I think that make our, our model so um, successful is the clips. Because, like I was saying earlier, it's the bite-sized pieces that, you know, yeah. you might have a great, great podcast. It's, you know, an hour long, but how, if you're not a celebrity that people are captivated by, how many people are going to watch the whole episode? But they'll watch the fuck out of your clips if they're good. Um, and you can still get branding out. You can still get sponsors out. Like... Um, you'll see. I mean, if you watch the clips, if you look in the back, there's 
branding, sponsored branding in the back. Um, so uh, it's it's the new frontier. How many eyes can you, you know? Yeah. How many minds? Somebody said, there's a book I think I was listening to or a podcast. It's like people's attention is the new real estate. <laughs> yeah. How much real estate can you hold inside somebody's head yeah, or Ga- on Ga- their face? Gary right? Vee says that as well. Is that who that is? Yeah. Attention. I, it's attention. Yeah. And clips are a, a big part. And clips do, when clips do do well, it's yeah. like, okay, like this is helpful. Right? I can go mm-hmm. to, I can go to somebody and say, Hey, this is how many impressions we're getting per month. Right. Yeah. How many views we're getting per month. And it's like, it's real. It's cool. Well, and even, even advertising on podcast, it's like so new. It, it's so, it's so new that like the growth potential is just ridiculous, but it's changing people's mindsets about it. It's like their, their mindset is, you know, billboards and 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 tv spots and and reading the ad and whatever and we're like no we're gonna organically get your brand in the conversation maybe have some stuff in the back or your brand in the back or or let's do a podcast for you let's you do a podcast and they're like well i don't know what i well, this is a different way to reach your audience. This is where they. This is where they're at. Yeah, they're not on the watching you looking at your billboard. <laughs> they're not watching your commercials. They're definitely not watching your commercials. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know anyone probably from kids on to probably forty five or older that will sit through a commercial and not rather be on their phone during the commercial or like skip. skim it. Yeah. 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 You're, you're forced to watch live television. You're not sitting through the commercials. <laughs> no. You're on your phone during the commercials. If you can't tape it and go through it. I mean, so that's still, people are still bought into the old way. So, we're uh, again on the new frontier of a whole new platform of people having a voice um, that they can completely control. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think you're in a great place. Um, I think you have a great message, and uh, yeah, it's awesome, man. I really appreciate it. It, it <laughs> definitely a big part of the reason that I definitely wanted to have you on is because I want to have somebody who else who's in the podcasting space. Yeah. Cause I feel like I I've only had one other individual that has a podcast on, on, I was on her podcast or I was on two other people's podcasts and it's, it's a small community of people. Yeah. I have had a lot of episodes, talked to a lot of people, but there's not very many people who are having a podcast that is a consistent podcast. Right. And it feels good to hear from somebody else who is in the industry who is making progress in the industry that still believes in it because sometimes when you're out here alone you're like 
I don't know, man. Right? Is it still? Is yeah. market saturated? Am I late to the game? Oh. Yeah. Right. I mean, there is a lot of noise like that, but yeah. at the same time, and you're you're spot on, and that this will be the new form of media in, in its entirety, and mm-hmm. so it's still pretty early on in terms of mm-hmm. and I talked to a gentleman the other day who's a part of a marketing company and asked him like how many people are you talking to that are doing this he's like over the last five years probably like five to ten it's like that are really like this far deep into marketing for their stuff it's like yeah probably not like not very many and I was like okay like that kind of feel it feels good to yeah. we're, we're actually making progress here and we're mm-hmm. not just another person who's just I'm going to hope to have a podcast, right? but really put something out that's valuable. Right. Right. And it's, uh, you know, I talk to people, you know, um, you have a marketing background. Um, I, and I talk to people about the journey in life and the opportunity that you have here. You have an opportunity to find your voice on episode one through 50, it's going to be growing and evolving into whatever it is. And it's still evolving. And the, you know, I tell people at our studio, it's like, you know, they want their followers to blow up. They want the podcast to blow up. I'm like, be happy. You're in a wonderful place. You, you have, you're given a ability to find your voice and to find your podcast message that will hopefully one day blow up. And guess what? No one's listening and no one is, is going to judge you and no one's going to fire you because your, your ratings are too low. You're, you're on a journey to find that magic. And that just that alone, like is a fucking blessing. Realize it. And then, you all of a sudden like oh cool i'm in a good place um so yeah it, it kind of goes back to you know i'm not where i want to be but at least i'm not where i used to be and that's an important place to be i can i can sense that in this in this moment right and from when we started to this like the extent of our conversation now it's if you go back to episode number one and you compare this to episode today and I, I want to keep episode number one out up and still active because it doesn't sound good, right. but it was part of my journey and right, it's part right. of who I am and where right. I've become now. Right. And even though I know that I've said in private, like I want people to be conscious. I want people to not live in a box. I want people to, to think freely. It's not something that I've really communicated directly on the podcast. And I think it's important to have people across the table from you that, that allow for that space to exist and allow for the opportunity to find my own voice, right? Every single person that sits across is a blessing because they do give me the opportunity to practice again and practice again and practice. And it's, it's beautiful. I mean, it really is because you get to the point where it's finally refined and then you're, you're rolling. Yeah. You it's know? okay that your, your followers are where they are. Your listeners are where they are. You're, you're, you're growing. <laughs> It'll happen. <laughs> yeah so, that's a good message yeah i definitely appreciate that yeah before we head out i wanted to ask or i usually let everybody kind of 
a little monologue, if you will, a little piece of advice that anybody would like that you would like to give to anybody listening. And we've gotten a lot in here today, but um, we end on your last word. Okay. And plug and promote. Yeah. Um, Fitness Junkies uh, is a podcast. We are on Spotify um, primarily. We have clips and stuff on YouTube and uh, social media is Fitness Junkies. Fitness Junkies. Uh, Spotify is. Uh, I mean. Spotify's Fitness Junkies, as well as TikTok. Um, I think, you know, back to that message of, uh, and I said it multiple times on the show, is um, uh, try and stay in the moment. Um, Realize, you know, you are on time. You are where you're supposed to be. it may not be happening at the pace you think it should be, um, but look at the blessings that are today here in that moment. Um, and and it's it's not a one time going. Oh, you know he's right. I'm right there. You got to continually remind yourself. You got to manage and mind your thoughts. Because they'll creep back in, and all of a sudden that you'll 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 be losing the enthusiasm of the moment, and it's so important to to realize that you're in the right place, you're at the right point, things are happening at the spa- the, the pace they're supposed to be happening, and it is a blessing, and so. Um, just like fitness, it's consistency. You got to consistently remind yourself and consistently work on your mental and well-being fitness through a, some sort of practice of checking back in to to, to realize that you're not um, falling back into those traps of ah. Oh, I mean, I wish my numbers were higher. I wish I had more viewers. I, I wish I was skinnier. I wish I had more money, whatever it is, all of the above. Um, you are where you're supposed to be. And then what happened? Just stay in the game, stay consistent, stay true to your, your dreams. And, uh, it will happen. Thank you. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Love you all. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Ben Navarro's podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and all other major podcast hosting platforms. Be sure to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. 